0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, how many scams 17 ways to Sunday are being perpetrated on people in these parts? As a matter of fact, uh, there was a report where New Delhi police have arrested 32 people, shut down a call center, which scammed Canadians out of money via fraudulent phone calls involving their social insurance number. In fact, the New Delhi deputy police commissioner uh, called this a swanky international cheating scam call center. Called Cybercell, and it targeted Canadians specifically. Came to their attention on Friday. They shut that down on Monday. It's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to preying on particularly the vulnerable. What we need to know about all of these scams and how we can prevent being taken for a ride. Uh, we're joined on the line now by the senior RCMP intelligence and anal- intelligence analyst uh with the Canadian Anti Fraud Center, Jeff Thompson. Jeff, good to have you on the Oakley show. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, I guess uh, you're familiar with these kinds of operations that uh, are offshore and yet targeted to domestic folk here in this province of Ontario.
1: I, they're targeting people around the world, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, we we, we, see, we we are getting a lot of calls on the uh, the Service Canada scams or the CRA scams. So, so it's a very prolific scam right now. All right.
0: What's the CRA scam? It's
1: similar to the service candidates. Uh, essentially, you're getting a call claiming to be the Canada Revenue Agency. You owe back taxes. Uh, if you don't pay right away, you're going to be arrested, charged, deported, uh, fined, etc., right? So it's it's a scam that's extorting Canadians into, into paying money.
0: Now, the calls are coming from, and in the case of the call center in New Delhi, uh, they're just dialing randomly, or do they have access to a data bank of phone numbers?
1: Great question. You know, you know, they, they do have robo-dialers, machines that are making these calls. These, these robo-dialers can, can have lead lists programmed into them. They can be programmed to call, you know, from 0001 right through to 99999, um, you know, so so it's a, a good question, and certainly the it's machines making the calls.
0: All right, and so uh, if the robo-call senses there's an answer, that's when a real live person at the other end decides to engage. Is that right?
1: There's different types of machine dialing. Uh, So in in these particular cases, the current scam, the Service Canada scam that we're seeing, it's a a robo-dialer asking you to push one. And what is that? It's an automated call. You're going to hear an automated voice. And and these automated voices are starting to sound more and more real. Um, But, you know, it's an alarming message saying it's uh, Service Canada. Your SIN number has been implicated in fraud. Uh, you, You need to push one to speak to us immediately.
0: And what does that prompt do?
1: So once you push one, then you're connected with uh, a live fraudster. Um, the fraudsters have a variety of pitches, but they're going to, you know, implicate your 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 SIN number, your accounts have been implicated in fraud, uh, there could be a variety of twists. We need to, to confirm your personal information where they ask you for your SIN number, date of birth, address, name, phone number, or, or continue on where they're going to ask you to, to go out and buy some gift cards or iTunes cards, uh, or, or buy some bitcoins to, to help protect your money.
0: I see, uh, and so it's really a fishing expedition?
1: Basically, yeah, yeah, they're trying to harvest personal and financial information or they're trying to get you to, to part with your hard-earned cash.
0: I see, uh, and what are the types of information that they can use in turn to uh, maybe access bank accounts, credit cards, so on and so forth?
1: Well, I mean, once they have your personal information, that that information can be used for the purposes of identity fraud, right? So. Uh, it, you know, if you applied for a credit card, you know, you're going to fill in an application with your name, your date of birth, your address, your phone number. And, and typically your SIN number is a key piece of information to open up financial accounts.
0: All right. Uh, the other thing you were mentioning, and by the way, we're on the line now with Jeff Thompson, senior RCMP intelligence analyst with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Uh, you mentioned, uh, the OSC. This is the, uh, these are the people I guess who, uh, what is the OCS? Did I have that right again? I'm just looking mm-hmm. around. Yeah, uh, Service Canada, Service Canada. The, o- the OPP is also showing up on call display as well right now.
1: Yeah, so when it comes to... the to call display uh, spoofing or the numbers appearing on your call display, uh, this does not mean the phone call originated from that number. So, I mean, I can have phone number 1111, and I'm going to make phone number 9999 appear on your, your call display. Uh, they're just manipulating the names and numbers that are appearing on the call display. This does not necessarily mean that's where the call originates from.
0: Yeah, they've got sophisticated technology, I guess, to uh, really masquerade as somebody, some entity that they're not. Can I ask, because I've noticed a lot of times on my own call display, uh, there are numbers, but they're all together, like there's no hyphenated number or they're not separated, you know, the uh, first three digits from the next three and then the, the final four, uh, but they're all run in a string, usually with a one preceding it. Uh, is that a tip-off that this is potentially a fraudster?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, what I say today is you can't trust call display. Certainly um, that would be an indicator that it's a, a scam call. Uh, you know, based on uh, the CRT regula- regulations around telemarketing rules, um, you know, so, so it's certainly a good indicator that's a, a, a fishy call.
0: By the way, the CRTC is hoping to nip this in the bud. Do you think they'll be successful?
1: I'm certainly hoping so, uh, it's a work in progress, uh, you know, we know that the fraudsters are good at adapting and leveraging new technologies, and um, uh, so so trying to find ways around uh, new laws and rules that, that we come up with, um, but I'm certainly hopeful this will, will have some impact.
0: Now, Jeff, when they ask to pay, uh, or you know, whatever the thing is to put out the fire where they've got you all rattled, and uh, you're asked to pay via a prepaid credit card, iTunes gift cards, I mean, I get that that's a currency, but no legitimate operation like the CRA, you know, or the OPP is going to want you to pay with an iTunes gift card, are they?
1: iTunes gift card, Google Play cards, Steam cards, or Bitcoins. I mean, no government agency, no uh, legitimate institution, bank, or, um, you know, we're, we're even seeing hydro extortion scams where they're asking people to go out and buy gift cards. Uh, you know, this it's just not going to happen.
0: Is there anything that you can do? Let's say when you're engaged by one of these individuals, you can ask them a preemptive question that will tell you, tip them off uh, immediately. Is there anything that you would suggest people do?
1: Hang up. I mean, oh. <laughs> what we recommend is, is you, you don't entertain their calls. Uh, you know, it, there's there's key indicators. You know, it's automated call. You push one. Uh, there's it's an alarming message. It's threatening in nature. It, they're very authoritative, claiming it's an agent. They're, they're claiming there's fraud on your sin. Um, you know, they're asking to buy gift cards or send money by Bitcoin. Just hang up. You know, I, the government agencies don't do this.
0: I, I, my understanding is as well. They threaten people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. the The calls can certainly escalate. They can. Uh, they'll end up threatening you and and. Uh, uh, trying to get you uh, coerce you into to sending your money.
0: I just got a call from New Zealand. I know nobody in New Zealand. Coincidentally, as we're speaking, it just lit up. I got a call from New Zealand. Uh, where are these places that these people are situated? I mean, that might not be New Zealand, might be New Delhi, but, uh, as you said in the yearly statement, they're all over the world, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we see the news about arrest in India, and this isn't the first arrest we've seen in, in India. But certainly most frauds today, this is just, you know, one type of boiler room type fraud that we're seeing come out of India. Most frauds today are international in scope. Uh, you know, the fraudsters located in one country targeting victims in another country, and the victims are sending their money to a third country. So uh, it is a truly transnational crime.
0: Yeah. Typically, what would happen to these fraudsters in India, for example, the 32 that were busted earlier this week?
1: You know, I'm not familiar with Indian laws and and what what happens over there after they're arrested. Um, You know, so that's that's not really something I can comment on. All
0: right. I just wondered, you know, if it's like playing whack-a-mole, they'll just surface somewhere else and uh, the scams continue. Good to have you uh, weigh in this afternoon. Really a word to the wise, just hang up. I guess that's the operative phrase, just hang up. Jeff, thanks for your time. Thank you. You got it. Jeff Thompson again, Senior RCMP Intelligence Analyst with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Seriously, I got a call from New Zealand. What the hey? All right. Uh, that being said, but I did hang up. So there you go. I was listening to the dude. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.